Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are the members of Tone Dog, Tony Holmquist, Alex Graff, and Silas Hamilton. We recorded this last weekend at the Durango Bluegrass Meltdown in Colorado. Last call to sign up for my two online banjo workshop series, which start this Sunday. One's on claw hammering rags in C, and the other is an introduction to double C tuning. You can sign up at any time before the 30th when the first class starts at CameronDeWitt.com, which I linked in the show notes. Okay, enough business. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Tone Dog. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Tone Dog, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having us. 
Uh, so I met you, Tony. I have to ask right off right off the bat: is is it a coincidence that it's Tone Dog and Tony Holmquist, or like, is it named after you <laughs> in some way? Tone Dog as a name came first. I think. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we didn't really think about that before. <laughs> I just had like like lore for your band in my mind that was like you all have been calling. Tony Tone Dog for years. <laughs> you know, that's a better story. Maybe we'll change it. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess the, the the story is we couldn't come up with a band name and we each selected two band names and we put it up for an Instagram vote <laughs> and Tone Dog won, which was Alex's choice. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I threw Alex like, Graff. Yeah. So I take a bigger cut of all the bands. <laughs> the big money. Yeah. Yeah. Name the name. Yeah. Branding's important. Yeah. Uh, can I hear what the other names were? Silas Hamilton. What was your uh, submission? My, my big submission was the New Timekeepers. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. I like about. that a lot. That's <laughs> well, that'll have to be your next band. Uh, Tony? One of mine was Sugar Lift. Which came sugar lift, sugar lift, yeah, okay. and it came in second place. It was pretty close, and that's like a printmaking term, right? That's like, yeah, yeah. I had a band on the front range a long time ago, about twenty years ago, called the Lowland Spitbiters, which is another printmaking term. Spitbinding is putting acid on a copper plate and printing it. So this was a similar thing. Yeah. Spitbiting, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Yeah. Idea. yeah, I like that too. Well, Tone Dog. <laughs> Is clearly the one that deserved to win, but I hope those bands exist at some point. That one, people see Tony, they're like, "Hey, come on, come on!" He's like, oh. <laughs> uh, "How did you all?" Meet? Uh, Tony and I met first at a jam in Durango, actually, um, pre-COVID times, and we started playing on and off and you know with disruptions and then we got back together and um uh and then we met silas how what's the connection there should i tell that story yeah you should tell (laughs) that story so my dad mark hamilton moved back to durango after going to college here in the 70s and he he's played old time for for ages forever and uh, he wanted to find some people to play old time with so Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but he uh, came up to your class. He found you through an online form? I think he went to Picking at the Pines, or okay. um, one of the festivals out there, and met some, some of our friends that are now our friends. Right, and then heard that you were in town to play old time and teach at the college, and he showed up to one of your classes. To he did, he just showed up um, <laughs> out of nowhere and brought his fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, can I ad- audition <laughs> for, and he's like, do you want to play my fiddle? Just for what? <laughs> well, just in his funny way of yeah. being uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friend <laughs> audition. We should all be a little more real. Uh, like friend auditions. It was nice. Yeah, yeah it was, you don't get that too often. It worked. You guys were living in the same condo for a while, and I came out to visit him, and met you, Tony, and then you, Alex, and we started playing, Then we just kept playing. And so uh, the reason I know you, Tony, is because uh, last August, uh, Tall Poppy String Band was 
touring Colorado and you offered up not your place, but someone, cause you weren't living there at the time. This, yeah. This is Mark's place. And I was okay. still kind of there, but, um, it was open at the time. Yeah. So, uh, I, I had heard, heard about you cause you were living there as well at the moment, right? I, I had moved there over last fall or okay. the fall before last. Gotcha. Okay. Off, yeah. Great. All the pieces are coming together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel situated in the social web. And <laughs> what a social web it is. Yeah. Let's play another tune that I want to hear about what old time and bluegrass is like here in Durango, how long each of you have been here. But first, what do you want to play? We can do this uh, number, Old Time Cotton Eyed Joe. Oh, yeah. And it's from uh, The Horseflies. And they got it from Norman Edmonds, uh, Southwest Virginia fiddle player. And I'd uh, love to do this one.
idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a cool tune. That's very, that's very Horseflies. Love that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So how long have you all been in Durango? Is anyone from here? Mm-mm. No. Close, I'm from Vermont. <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> Cosmic sense. Yeah. Uh, you're from Vermont. How long have you been here, Silas? Uh, I've been here on and off for about a year and a half. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here for about six years or so in Durango. Yeah. What, what brought you here? Why'd you go? Um, my girlfriend dragged me here. Oh, yeah. In a good way, though. Yeah, good. In the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> You Sometimes know. it's good to be direct yes. places. Yes, exactly. Sometimes we need that. You don't know what you get into. Yeah, yeah. cool. Turned out well. And, and where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in the Hudson Valley area of New York State. Okay, also oh. far away. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tony? I'm originally from Nebraska and okay. lived Closest. in Durango. Yeah, I've lived in Durango for 12 years and moved from Maine to Durango uh, to teach out out here. So, yeah. Wait, what do you teach? I teach art. What kind of art? <laughs> I do uh, printmaking stuff, run the print shop. There we go. Okay, yeah. great. Up at Fort Lewis College. Yeah. Thus the, like, spit biting and all of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. And awesome. sugar lifting. And, and stuff, sugar lifting. Which I've never done in printmaking, actually, but I should, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> do we get to know what sugar lifting is? <laughs> well, uh, I can't I mean, distract an interviewer. Yeah, I can't explain it too well. I don't know sugar lifting is as well but spit biting is I, I know that just from putting acid directly on a plate so it yeah. gives it gives it kind of a watercolor tonality kind of thing but sugar lifting I, I don't quite I can't explain that too well T- tell me about the trad music scene here in Durango um, obviously y'all have enough to make this amazing festival we're at the Durango bluegrass meltdown yes. forgot to mention that earlier yeah the meltdown's been a, a been going on for 26 years I think or something like that and maybe yeah yeah and a really great part of the festival is they usually try to bring an old-time band so uh they usually try to bring an old-time band yeah, yeah. so we're the That's token old-time band here yes, yes. Oh, yes. I didn't know. okay congratulations yeah, I didn't know it was Molsky and uh, Trishka oh right? yes Yep, and the Freight Hoppers came for a couple years when I first moved here, and a number of other bands. Steam Machine is a great band from Minnesota that came. Yeah. Um, Foghorn String Band has yeah. been out here a couple times. So that's a great thing for the, the traditional uh, happenings in Durango, because it, at least um, there's some visibility of it, you know, in the meltdown. Yeah. Did, Tony, did you start playing Old Time first? No, I played uh, electric guitar in, in my teenage years. And What did you play on your electric guitar? Um, a lot of Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd kind okay. of stuff. I think when I first <clears throat> heard somebody play live, it was just in, a, in my friend's bedroom. He, he showed me a Nirvana song or something like that on electric guitar, and that's what got me into it. Um, so I started with that and then had a really influential friend that uh, got me into a lot of different types of music and he played mandolin quite a bit and we drove to Alaska together and played bluegrass and different types of music. You drove to Alaska? Yep. Like all the way around? 
Well, from uh, we were on the west coast and we drove drove up there. That's amazing. Alaska. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's more common than I thought, but that's great. It was a, yeah, it's a big deal in my in my life, and we we played music for a month and a half, huh. and uh, he really got me into that. I started playing banjo at that time, and and eventually found myself in Austin, Texas, <coughs> playing three finger banjo, uh, more bluegrass stuff, and yeah. got into claw hammer. There and my teacher was Jerry Haggins, who lives down there. He's really involved in the old time communities, and he's playing in a group now called Up Around the Sun. I think it's a duo. It's a really cool project. They're playing in Durango in June, and the radio station is bringing them out. I wish I was going to be in town to see it, but he he kind of taught me old time and started playing fiddle um, after that in my twenties and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, uh, let's play another tune, and then I'd love to hear from you, Alex and Silas, how you got into playing this music and other musics like it. And then maybe after this tune, and after that, we can get into some less than old time, some old time adjacent territory. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Well, yeah, what do you all want to do next? Made off the mountain. Which one? Made off the mountain. I don't think I know this one. It's pretty easy. Okay. It's G. B parts kind of starts in C. Okay. It's a, also known as Crockett's Honeymoon. Oh, I have played this. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's yeah. a little, I think both of my tunes are kind of pieces of Ireland. Tribute tunes. I want to get back to that because okay. I had, I forgot. <clears throat> Vermont. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, whenever you're ready. Cool.
So you got that tune from Pete Sutherland? I got it from my dad. Okay. I got it from Pete Sutherland. Very good. Did you grow up playing with, with, with Pete? Um, I grew up around Pete. Yeah. Where in Vermont? So I, I grew up uh, kind of south of Rowland, which is south, southern central Vermont, which is kind of the dead zone uh, between Burlington and Brattleboro, I like to call it. Uh, but Pete Sutherland was definitely one of my dad's fiddle gods. Yeah. And so he got a lot of tunes from Pete. I got a lot of tunes from him. I only got to meet him once, uh, but we had a really lovely... We were in a group jam at Old Time on the Onion. Okay. Um, back when I lived in Philly, I went up for that. And uh, he was sitting next to me. And um, there's a lot of, like, he was giving me a lot of side eye. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no, am I getting am I getting in trouble? And then he would, like, like toss me a little, a little thing. And then I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, this guy, like, wants to, like... <laughs> Play and uh, it was really, it was really fun. It was really special. Yeah. I really wish I could have uh, interviewed him. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Quite the quite the fiddler. Yeah. Banjo player. So your dad plays <clears throat> fiddle then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's played old time since um, after college. But there's a good little old time scene in Southern Vermont. And when did you start playing old time? Uh, I was probably like eighteen. Okay. And uh, I played some more Irish, more trad Irish before yeah. old time you know, slowly got corrupted. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have kids, and one of them is like learning violin. Mm-hmm. It's not his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of the podcast within the podcast is asking musical kids who had musical parents or asking musical parents who had musical kids how did y'all seem to still be playing music and enjoying it? And somehow music wasn't ruined for you. You seem to be having a good time when I see you play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, like, tell me about that. I don't know. I just, I mean, I love music. My mom uh, is a music teacher and flautist. She plays Baroque, classical kind of stuff. So I had her influence, especially in kind of singing. She's also, you know, choir. Yeah. Director, did you have like pressure on you to no play anything at no, any point? Not no. really. So that was and just all self-elected. Kind of what, yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of what you know got. I mean, I took some fiddle. I took like Suzuki when I was young. Okay, and then did some. Did you choose piano and bass? Suzuki. Not not when I was twenty five. Okay, but then I stopped playing fiddle for like ten years. When did you stop? I was probably seven or eight. I got a standing ovation for playing Memorial Day service when I was five, and it was all downhill after that. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like that, the standing ovation? No, I liked that, but then, you know, you don't get a standing oh, ovation see. of 300 people, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, your ego wasn't bolstered enough yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, yeah I, just, sure. I just wasn't into it for a while, yeah. and then got back into it. I think that's what's made me. Enjoy it. That's really helpful for me to know my older son is eight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's starting to be like, don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be done. So, yeah. But it'd definitely be better if I kept at it. So. That's always the, uh. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> what you gotta, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Alex? Uh, when did I start? Start playing traditional music. What did you start with? 
kind of funny. My story is like totally different from these two. Well, not totally different, but um, I mean, full disclosure, like I didn't really start getting super, super obsessively interested in like bluegrass or any old time kind of until like three years ago. And I was more of a jazz musician and before that, I guess my entry point into music was uh, I was like obsessive over Nirvana when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of a late bloomer in a lot of ways. Um, but the funny thing is that I actually um, I grew up going to the Grassroots Festival of Music and Dance um, in Trumansburg, right outside of Ithaca. And so I grew up. I've seen the like I saw the horseflies all the time yeah. um, growing up and didn't <clears throat> didn't really make the connection about like what was going on with that until about like three or so years ago yeah. when I met Tony and he was like talking about the horse flies and I was like, wait, what? Like these are folks that my cousins got lessons with. Like my, my cousin got lessons with Judy Hyman and like, I just thought they were, you know, just, I mean, they are normal people, but um, yeah, it was yeah. just a weird moment where I was like, Oh, I connected the dots and um, yeah, yeah, so I guess there's been a there's always been like this kind of acoustic traditional old time bluegrass thing that it has been in my head, but it hasn't been uh, articulated until the last like three years for me. Yeah, so. what what happened? <clears throat> Why? Um, I think I got to a point where I was like playing jazz and I got so burned out on it. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, there's you know in a lot of music there's like this competitive nature. Um, some more than others. And I think in jazz, there can be that. It's not everywhere, but there's this, you know, you always want to be on the cutting edge. You always want to be pushing yourself. You always want to be challenged by your musical peers. And it's also like on the other side of that, it's like, that's a stressful (laughs) environment. And um, yeah, I almost like stopped playing music for a while after like going through college and being like heavy into that scene. And I came to Durango and I was like, all right, I'm just free of all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you got dragged away from it by the yeah, girlfriend. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. She's going to be happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, how did, how did it occur to you? I want to do bluegrass um, all the time. Right. Um, I think for me hearing uh, like Tony Rice recordings, like I had never heard any recordings of Tony Rice really until I was maybe, you know, what, three or four years ago. Um, and something about that, like, latched. I latched onto that, and I, I'm a really obsessive person. And so I, like, for one reason or another, stars aligned, and that was, that was a moment where I could become obsessed with it. And also, you know, the silver lining of, you know, I hate to say it, but silver lining of COVID is there was a brief moment where I was like, I can have the time to obsess like this. And so it was like kind of a weird timing thing and um, my obsession thing. And it all, it was a perfect storm and I'm still in it, deep in it. (laughs) I was going to say, you're allowed to find something good to do during COVID. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes people are like, ah, I, I got a good thing out of it. And I feel bad for saying that. It's like, I hope, fucking hope you had a good yeah. experience, some good experience during COVID. Yeah, well, that was yeah. it. Yeah. That was it. Just listening yeah. to you and Tony Rice hanging out. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, you, how did you hear your Tony Rice, a Tony Rice recording for the first time? I don't even really remember. Yeah. Um, 
I think I'd heard the name floating around, and I don't know. I can't really explain why yeah. it happened. It just did. <laughs> it's a bizarre fate thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Glad that worked for you. So are yeah. we. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to play next? We're going to do Lady of the Lake and Cheat. Great. And then Swan Song and Cherry River. Is that right? Just for my. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Made off the mountain? No, this one's a well, Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake. Okay, yeah, great. One of the Lady of the Lake. Great. One of many. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, feminine people <laughs> in locations. <laughs> yeah. It's no form for government. Yeah. <laughs> no form for government? Oh, you're referring to the Monty Python, of course. I thought we were entering a territory that I didn't oh, want yes. to enter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's so great to play with y'all. Uh, this is the part of the show where I ask where do people keep up to date with what you're doing, where you're playing next, how to purchase your music, things like that. Yeah, well, we're all over social media world. Uh, we also have a website, it's tonedogmusic.com. Um, at tonedog. Yeah. yeah. At tonedogmusic. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll make sure it's yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate in the outro and I'll, and I'll put yeah. it in the show. Uh, Alex yeah. over there just released a solo album. 
I did. I did record an album. It's called Sagebrush Continuum, um, and it has a local, kind of local bass player, Evan Suter, and then Jacob Joliff is playing on it also. Great. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then we have some recorded music on you know on Spotify and all the platforms. A couple singles, about three singles, and we're working out more. <laughs> yes, more, more are coming out soon. Yeah. True, this week. This week, yeah. Well, what day is it? <laughs> I don't know what week is it. Maybe it came out yesterday. Or tomorrow. <laughs> we're on it. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're, so, we're so fine. Very findable, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're playing some shows coming up, too. One festival is the Tico Time Bluegrass Festival. Mm. It's in May. It's in mid-May. Okay. I'll have to make sure I release this before. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, we're looking forward to that. I also play in the Six Dollar String Band. And, oh, very good. Yeah, an old-time group here. and We're playing we just, the dance together tonight. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we just released a, a seven-inch vinyl called Calico that I'm really proud of. I yeah. play, play fiddle on it. And it's a lot of high energy stuff, just in the spirit of the punk seven inch stuff, you know, shorter time span and everything. So we put that out on vinyl initially in February of 2020. Cool. Um, it's just straight <laughs> to vinyl. Yeah, straight yeah, to I vinyl. And it's been a while, you know, of course, COVID hit during that time. So strange timing for a release, but we just put it out on Spotify. So. And all the streaming services. Yeah. So, what do y'all want to play for the final, final song? Uh, I think we're going to do an original. Uh, this is one I wrote called "Farewell Swan Song," and it's uh, about my grandpa being on a train, holding onto the railing in between cars, looking kind of off into the distance and smiling, and me trying to figure out what that smile is all about. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Great. Cool. Well, uh, I'm just going to listen. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Cameron. Well, I rode this train as a Brings me closer to my home 
Visit Tone Dog's website to see where they're playing next, buy their stuff, and find links to stream their music and follow them on social media. And make sure to follow at Tone Dog Music on Instagram, specifically, to keep up to date with them. That's linked in the show notes as well as Alex Graff's website where you can get a copy of his new album, Sagebrush Continuum. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That's also linked in the show notes, along with links to my banjo lessons, my old-time trio tall poppy string band, my other podcast, Think Outside the Box set, and Get Up in the Cool merch. And sign up for my spring claw hammer workshops at camerondewitt.com slash store. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. 